Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, my name is Andre. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. I hope you're keeping well. And of course, BSTL stands for Building Something That Lasts. So I am excited, uh, number one, because spring is here. Uh, and of course, there's a lot of rain where we are located. Um, but that's okay, because uh, basically what that means is summer is just around uh, the corner. But before we get around the corner to summer, we've still got some more conversations that we need to have. And I hope that you are up for a good one tonight, uh, because I've entitled this one, uh, Build Mountains, Not Hills. Build Mountains, Not Hills. And did I introduce myself? If I didn't, Andre Anderson um, BSTL stands for building something that lasts. Of course, I'm all over the place, but we're going to get right into this thing. So, you know, recently I had a conversation with um, somebody, and it was a really good conversation. Uh, another leader, and we were just sitting down, kind of shooting the breeze, and just talking about the challenges of leadership and some of the obstacles that we often have to climb and some of the hoops that we have to jump through and over and just listening to them um, kind of made me excited. And let me explain to you why I was a little bit excited. Excited just because sometimes as leaders, you kind of feel like you're, you're on an island by yourself from time to time. And we know uh, that in leadership, uh, there's always a lot happening. The, the challenges are unique. Uh, some of the stuff that you go through, uh, you may not be doing it at the same time as somebody else uh, because they're either going to be going through it, they are going through it, or they will be going through it. And the reality is sometimes it can be a little bit difficult trying to navigate and figure out where do we go from here. So in this conversation that I have with this uh, gentleman, we're, we're just talking about collaboration, right? And collaboration for me is near and dear because I do believe that teamwork is probably the thing that is most underrated. And I'm not just talking about teamwork um, from the perspective of we need to work together because we've got to get something done, but genuine teamwork whereby you have the capacity to work with people. And even if they might be a little bit reluctant, you're able to see more of the bigger picture and work with individuals because you're, you're, you're trying to work towards uh, something. And whatever that something is, I guarantee you, it's going to be a whole lot better if you are working in tandem with somebody else. So as I'm speaking to this gentleman who's been leading in his own world for quite some time, he says to me one of the greatest challenges that he has had to overcome uh, throughout the years is just this reality of why is it that people want to work in isolation? Like, why is it so important to have your, you know, your name on the plaque? Why is it so important to be number one on the podium? And the reality is, is that sometimes people are, are kind of that way um, because they've kind of been boxed into a corner. And let me talk, tell you a little bit about what that corner uh, looks like. I mean, we are now at a stage where we are constantly trying to acknowledge people. You know, this is so-and-so from such-and-such -such a company, and here are all of their accomplishments. And I think as time goes along, we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot. And I know that there's going to be somebody that's like, oh, come on, Andre, get over it. Uh, we need to acknowledge people and elevate people and help them to feel really good about their personal accomplishments. So please don't misunderstand me. 
I am all for acknowledging and affirming and uh, giving people an opportunity to speak about the good work that they are doing. But the other extreme to this conversation is that for a lot of individuals who we often esteem and, and, and we elevate and we acknowledge the great work that they're doing, at times it does come with a cost. And the cost perhaps that I'm thinking about this evening as we're going through this conversation together is that the more that we acknowledge people uh, for the good work that they, that they are doing, if we are not careful, those that we may not acknowledge, they may suffer uh, from a little bit of envy thinking to themselves, what is it that I can do to finally put my name on the map? And so subsequently, what ends up happening at times, right, because none of the statements that we make here on this podcast are extreme statements. They are not absolute statements, but they are statements that are absolutely true. What ends up happening is, if I am not on the podium, I may be inclined to begin to try and create and develop something whereby I can have my name imprinted somewhere, you know, kind of like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. There are some people that they live for the podium, they live for the notoriety, but long term, I think that there are some uh, negative things that may come from that. So what ends up happening is, is that because we live in a culture that loves to celebrate the individual and not necessarily the team, I'm beginning to see as a leader that we are creating a lot more hills and less mountains. So let me explain to you the significance of the, the mountain. Let me start there. Uh, mountains are not easy, right? They are made of hard materials. Uh, they are not easy to build. Uh, some mountains may be harder to uh, climb, while some might be a little bit uh, easier to climb. But the reality is, mountains are definitely much more durable. They are uh, much more sustainable because you really have to consider the cost of what it's going to take to, 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 to bring a mountain down to its knees. And if you're um, up to the challenge, then look, I wish you all the best. But the reality is most people cannot just uh, break down or destroy a mountain because there's so much that goes into it. It's not just the material. It's the accessibility. It's the, it, you know, you can fill in your own blanks. But today on our podcast, really what I'm trying to say is, that if we could actually create an environment where more people were coming together to work together to build something that lasts, aha, that's the name of this podcast, I actually think that people would be able to have something that would last a whole lot longer. Like I wish that we would create an environment where um, as a commonplace, we have more leaders that are openly sharing their ideas, sharing some of the thoughts that they're going through, uh, and, and not necessarily being afraid of somebody running with their idea, but being okay that even if they have an idea uh, that is not all the way thrashed through and worked through, and even if there's somebody in the room that takes uh, a portion of the idea that they've been thinking about doing, but maybe they don't have the capacity or the resources to build it all the way through, who cares if somebody else runs with that idea as long as ultimately the idea becomes a reality that is going to make this world a better place. Leaders, better leaders, people that work with leaders much more happier because ultimately they're now in a space where something is working better because we've collaborated. 
And here's the reality. For a lot of individuals, collaboration is not an option, especially when you have uh, some of these attainable goals whereby you want to become somebody, you want the world to know your name, but it comes at a cost. And I mean, by the way, this is a conversation that I'm having. And, and in exchange for these mountains that create this tapestry uh, that you can look at through the skyline. You know, I'm thinking about like Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Kilimanjaro and the Fiji Mountains and some of the other mountains, even here in Canada and Alberta and, and British Columbia. These are mountains that define the skyline. But the challenge is that for those of us that don't necessarily subscribe to and or believe in this mountain mentality where leaders are coming together to collaborate, there is a tendency on the flip side now to create these hills. And there's nothing wrong with hills, right? There are rolling hills. I've driven some places around the world where there are some nice hills. They may not be mountains, um, but they are some hills. And I'm not against hills per se. And of course, the hill is the metaphor for working in silos. But the truth is, what is it that stands out more? And I'm still going to go back to this point of the mountains being this thing that is incredible because it's long-lasting and it's hard to tear down. And the mountains, they have their own stories and they have their own images and so on and so forth. My thing is, why work alone when you can actually work with others? Like, really, what do you have to lose? Like, as a leader... So what if somebody else gets some of the credit for an idea that you've come up with? Isn't it overall going to be better for you within that organization that whether or not somebody credits you with something that's now being implemented or not, who really cares? Because at the end of the day, when we don't share our ideas and we try to create our own hills knowing that we'd like to develop and build mountains, you still have to work within that environment that may be less than subpar because the thing that, that the entire company is waiting for, even if they don't know it, it's your idea. It absolutely is your idea. And here's the thing. Even if somebody runs with your idea and they don't give you credit for your idea, the idea is still going to make a better environment that you're working in that ultimately I hope will give you more peace, uh, more joy, and maybe even a sense of fulfillment. Uh, because, you know, not too long ago I had another conversation with somebody else, and here's what I said to them. Even if people don't acknowledge the value that you bring to the organization because they refuse to admit that there's a brilliance that comes with you, the reality is you're still able to see what it is that you can create if given the opportunity to be a part of that organization. I hope you're listening to me this evening because what I'm really trying to tell you is even if you don't get the pay increase, you don't get the promotion, even if people don't even acknowledge the fact that for years you've been on your grind as a leader and no matter what team you work with, no matter what department that you move from horizontally or vertically, you've always had a track record of improving things and developing things and making things a whole lot better. Even if nobody wants to publicly affirm that, let me just tell you, the, 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 the worst on the other side is what happens when you hold on to an idea that can be the catalyst for change. 
Here's the thing. I don't think that people that hold on to stuff because they're worried about people taking those ideas away, I think there's a measure of uh, slow emotional death that you begin to experience. And when I say that, what I really mean is that after a while, if you keep keeping the ideas to yourself because you're not sure about how people are going to deal with you, then after a while, you kind of lose a sense of yourself. You, you begin to work uh, constantly looking over your shoulder and looking into your blind spots and wondering whether or not you know people can see the brilliance of you. And the truth is, after a while, you may even become a little bit obsolete. And when I say obsolete, all I'm saying is, is if you don't use it, you lose it. And so part of your cutting edge may also be that maybe it's not for you to be in a seat that allows you to be acknowledged because maybe you might be tasting your own Kool-Aid at that point. And maybe if people begin to tell you how smart you are and all of the different things uh, that you're able to do, then after a while, you may lose your edge of creativity because you're more focused on being acknowledged than being the kind of leader that creates an environment that allows other people to grow. And here's the other thing. Um, the legacy that we ought to be building is not one of ourselves, but building a legacy that creates an environment for the next generation to come that they are able to experience a better quality of life because of the changes that you've made as a leader. And so, yes, it is difficult, right? And it is annoying. If we really want to keep it real this evening on our discussion for today, it is difficult to constantly watch other people get credit for the work that you are doing. But I've led long enough to know this, that even in spaces where people don't acknowledge your brilliance and they don't acknowledge what it is that you bring to the table, if you keep working and functioning and operating from a perspective of, of integrity, I promise you there will be some doors that open up. Because here's the thing. Most of the time when we think about this metaphor between hills and mountains, we're so um, fixated on our immediate space that we often forget that there are not just people watching you that are working within your organization, but if you have this ongoing brilliance that works, that allows for people to learn and grow under your leadership and your mentorship, I promise you, there are people that may be outside of your organization that are waiting for you to say, hey, uh, maybe I need to transition over there. Or they're looking to see what is your next idea that you may implement because they might be able to draw from the well, the well and the wealth of your knowledge and expertise in order to make a better place. And that's why volunteering, and maybe I want to talk a little bit about this briefly as part of this conversation. Uh, this is why volunteering and mentoring and helping people and job shadowing is so crucial in the world of leadership because you're not just building on where you are right now, but you're also creating a world that has yet to experience the brilliance of you. And why do I keep saying the brilliance? I, I keep using that word with intentionality this evening because I want you to understand 
Brilliance is not always something that is qualified or quantified with some type of numeric thing. It may not get acknowledged and so on and so forth. But the brilliance of you is that no matter what you come up against, you have found a way to continue to reinvent reinvent yourself and recreate yourself to the point where even if you are wedged and pushed into a corner, all that means is, is that you have more space over there without interference to continue to grow and develop and shape who you are and redefine who you are, not just for the sake of you, but also for the sake of somebody else. You know, recently somebody sent me a video and I was like, thank you, Lord, for this video. Okay. And remember, I told you I'm a Christian without apology. And in this video, and it was more of a soundbite, the video was talking about the fact that nothing on this earth is created for itself, right? So even a flower, uh, a beautiful flower is not there to look at itself and say, wow, you sure are beautiful, flower. The skyline, you know, some of the best things I've ever seen in my whole entire life, they are mountains and valleys and flowers and trees. And when the sun begins to set on all of this tapestry that's in the sky, all of those things that are creating this image that at times you can never block out of your mind, can I just tell you the truth? The sun is not setting for itself. The sun is setting so that night can come on, so that people can have some rest, so that you can have a little bit of peace, so that you can have a little bit of downtime. And really what I'm saying as leaders is this, that if you continue to create hills out of a desire to preserve yourself and create and become a name that people will never forget, then you lose some of yourself. And when you lose some of yourself, what you also lose is some of the radiance, the sun that is in you, the the cloud that is in you, the flower that is in you, the river that is in you. I mean, you are multi-dimensional. And if you live long enough, here's the other thing that we often forget, that we're constantly going through different seasons in life, as well as seasons as leaders. And so the longer you lead, you're never going to lead in the same capacity for your whole entire life. And so some of these ideas that you may be holding on to so that you can create a silo so that people can acknowledge you, the longer you hold on to them is the longer it's actually going to take for you to get to the next level. Like in order for you to build something that lasts, you've got to continue to empty your toolbox because it's by emptying your toolbox that you will come to the conclusion that I have so much more in me. So you're not going to keep things to yourself because you're worried about somebody else uh, getting acknowledged for the work that you're doing. No, you're going to continue to share it with other people because the more you share is the more you grow. You know, one of the things that I like about how my son does what he does, right? So my son, he's the only boy uh, in this house, right? And he loves Minecraft. And one of the things that I have discovered about watching him building these things that he's trying to make, you know, when he first started um, building through Minecraft, he would build these little things and they would take like 15 minutes and then he would be done and he'd come and then he'd say, Dad, uh, come and take a look at what I've built, 
But the older he gets and the more that he grows, here's what I've watched him do. And he's built like over 100 or 200 different worlds in this Minecraft. And he's got these different projects that are on the go. And I hope you know about Minecraft. And if you don't know about Minecraft, just go on YouTube and type in the word, word Minecraft and you will see. Like there's this whole world of technology behind Minecraft. But my son, who is probably already smarter than I am, one of the things that he does is he's got these ongoing projects and then he's got these projects that he's completing a little bit sooner. And no matter what he does in Minecraft, he's building these things that can be added on to, right? And really what I'm saying is he might start off with a mansion and after he's finished with the mansion and he leaves it for a couple of days, he'll come back and then he'll add some water to it or he'll add a garage to it or he'll add another level to uh, this Minecraft home that he's always building. And one of the things that I'm learning about leadership through how he deals with building all of these different worlds in Minecraft is that you've got to share some stuff and build some stuff and leave some things and come back to it at a later date because the ultimate thing that you're trying to do is you're trying to build something that lasts and everybody can build a hill. The hill, that's what most people are doing. But it takes very few individuals that are intentional and patient enough with the process that they are going to take a little bit longer to do more things because they recognize that while there may be more frustration in building the mountains and building all of these cracks and crevices and building this sky skyline thing that people notice from a distance, it doesn't happen overnight. And of course, you don't want to become that kind of leader who's only known for building hills. Because the more you only build hills, then when do you get to a place where you begin to build something that's bigger than anything you've thought before? And here's what I've also noticed, that when you take the time out and you take the chance to build these mountains in leadership, which are different models that nobody's thought about before, which understand the culture and the context, and you're borrowing from different cultures from around the world that have different ways of doing things, you will build something that has never been done before in leadership. And I love John Ma Maxwell. I love the work that he does. I've read so much of what he has to say about leadership. And while I appreciate all that he's doing, he doesn't have the final say on every aspect around leadership. And so you're not just building a mountain. You're understanding that these, these hills that you've built before, after a while as a leader, you've got to make sure that you're building something based on what other people have already demonstrated, but you're adding a little bit more of you. And the more you add of you is the more you will change and challenge the world and challenge the next generation to be more than just good or average but we want to build another generation of individuals who are different, leaders who are cutting edge. Why? Because they're doing something that has never been done before. I'm challenging you this evening as leaders. Don't just build hills because they're easier. Build some mountains. Do something that's never been done before and watch your idea 
catapult the world in a whole new different direction that nobody thought could be done before, but because you've been diligent, you've been consistent, you haven't diminished yourself or dwarfed yourself um, from others who are doing it differently or better than you are.